Well, a haunting hello, dear Gabbers. It's Halloween month, which means I have a treat for you. This month, we'll have a new episode every week. We'll be discussing all things Halloween, from paganism to scary movies to ghost hunting and what you've all been waiting for, a special episode the week of Halloween with your true experiences with the paranormal. So grab your Malibu, make a spooky cocktail, and get ready for a Halloween gab fest. Welcome to Gabbing with Gason. I'm your host, Gason, or as my friends just call me, you know, just Jason. And it is, it's October. It is officially pumpkin spice season. Uh, but to those of us less basic, it is spooky Halloween. That's my attempt. You know, um, some of you may not know this, but uh, I was an actor back in the day. Uh, if you listened to an episode with me and bestie, guestie, co-host Mallory, you would have heard me talk about some theater days. My first official role, uh, besides playing Burt Bacteria in Dilatilly the Tooth Play in third grade, my first real role was playing the one and only Count Dracula in a one-act play called The Seven Brides of Dracula. But if I remember correctly, we got rid of one of those brides. So I think it was probably like the six, but it doesn't really matter. So I had to talk like this and say welcome you know, and then everybody was like, "Can you need to say all your lines with an accent. And I was like, I'm so sorry I was late, Countess. I was in the library reading a book. And then everybody made fun of me because I called it a book. And so that became a running joke throughout the whole show. Anytime someone said book, they had to say book. So here I am. I am here. I hope this voice sounds wonderful, but I feel like it's awful. That's okay. Um... But it's Halloween, and that's very exciting. It is one of my favorite months of the year because it kicks off the holiday season. Um, you know, we've got Thanksgiving next, or as I like to call it, uh, pre-Christmas. And then we have Christmas, which is my absolute favorite. Uh, in case you haven't been listening on a certain other podcast hosted by yours truly, uh, shameless plug again, keeping the Yuletide gay with Gason. Um so, you know, that only airs once a month, though. So you have plenty of time to watch or to listen. Someday maybe watch, but to listen to that. But Halloween has always been an exciting time. Um, I used to, you know, I remember having Halloween parties and going to Halloween parties and, um, you know, dressing up. And then we go through that phase, as I like to call it, my early 30s, where we dress real kind of slutty. And uh, there have been some real inappropriate costumes. Not like insensitive or offensive, but like sexually charged. One year I went as a human twister board. So I just wore all white and I glued twister spots onto the certain parts of my body. <laughs> and I carried around a handmade spinner and uh, it was always right hand, whatever color you landed on. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm so sad. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have that spinner somewhere. My gosh, what a what a horrible, horrible costume idea that was. But let me tell you, you definitely got some attention, especially when you got right hand yellow. That's all I'm going to say. Um, 
<laughs> but also, I love Halloween because it's the time that we really get to watch like scary movies. And there are two types of movies I love: scary movies and Christmas movies. So I have an entire month where it's dedicated to nothing but scary movies and scary TV shows, and I really go crazy. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more when we get into what you've been binging later. But also, Halloween is like first. I don't know what it is, man. But the candy that comes out during Halloween is my favorite. Um, and I have a real sweet treat for you all today. Please welcome our guesty bestie co-host, Pamela. Hi, sweet treat, Pamela. Hello. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you going to do a character? Because then I'll be. Do you want me to be the count again? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, no, no, try it again. Hold on. Let's give you a name. What's your name? Give me a name. Um, you want to be a countess or? Oh, yeah, definitely a countess. Definitely. Okay. Give me a fun lots of syllable name and I will talk to you in my Dracula voice. A fun what syllable name? Like multi-syllable. A multi-syllable. Okay. Uh, Maybe indeed an ook. <laughs> countess. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. <clears throat> Good with improv. <laughs> Welcome to Gabbing with Gason. This week's guesty bestie co-host is what did you call you? Is I'm just gonna make up a name for you. Countess de Countess de Spookula. Welcome, Countess. Hello. <laughs> This show is this off is to an amazing terribly. start. So fast. I love it. Ooh, and we got a snort. snort. Oh, that's even better. We're going to have a snort counter instead of a Malibu no. counter. Oh my gosh. So funny. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and you are an avid listener of Gabbing with Gason. I am. I um. When we get there, it will be a binging bestie oh, yeah. thing. That's okay. what I do. Okay. I've just, I yeah. haven't listened to this week's shit, but you just put them out, so that's not on me. This is true. It's, this is true. Um, because it's Halloween, uh, October, uh, my trick and or treat for you all is you get an episode each week for the month of October, which is a lot of work. <laughs> Way more than I think, even though most people are like, my God, all you do is just hit record. You never edit anything, <laughs> which is, I mean, accurate, but there's a lot of times where I do have to edit stuff out and it does take a bit of time. We're going to make sure to get everything that done. you get real comfortable with that edit button this week. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> great. Um, so we have to record a little bit earlier than I normally would, you know, cause normally I would like to record, like we do the show bi-weekly. So it's every two weeks. Right. So I always record the Wednesday before it airs. So it gives me a whole week to kind of like walk away, listen, come back, edit what needs to be edited, come up with a synopsis, figure out, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, um, push it out to air and take a break. And when it is weekly, we don't have that fun time in between. So we're actually, this episode is airing uh, about four or five days after we record it. So just to give us a little bit more time, just to give you some behind the scenes 
things. But um, the October shows are going to be fun. We have lots of really cool guests coming on that are my friends. Um, and that's literally who I have on the show. Um, it's just my friends. And um, each episode is going to be talking about something Halloween related. Uh, you know, because that's that's what we does. That is what we does. We are here for your entertainment and to feed my ego. We both win. Sort of. <laughs> I So I'm using this new system. And thank you to Squadcast. I'm using their new system. And uh, you can actually see the video camera of the person you're interviewing. And I love it because right now my new goal is to make Pamela laugh as much as possible because she's trying not to. And I'm like, no, just laugh. It's okay. But she's really trying hard not to. And I'm just looking at her face and it's making me giggle because every time I see her try to stifle the laughter, I want to say something funnier just to make it happen. So be prepared. There'll be some giggles throughout this uh, October spooktacular. Yeah, if you can get a giggle um, snort, like that's the ultimate. Like a giggle snort. We got one. I know. It's terrible. I hate them. It's fantastic. No, they're they're my favorite part of us. Um so let me say this. Welcome officially to the show. I like I said, you have listened. Um, and you've been a really big supporter, and I appreciate that. You've you've encouraged me a lot when I say, Oh, this is a trash podcast. You're like, but it's good. I like it. And I appreciate it. It gets me through COVID. It. it helps a lot. It does. Well, and and seeming that COVID doesn't seem to be going any way and uh away anytime soon. Uh hopefully this will help everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. Well, Let's talk about something that starts with the letter M. It's called Malibu, uh, who is still not a sponsor yet. But by God, we are just going to keep saying it and saying it and saying it and hoping one day they may not give us money, but by God, I'll take a box of beverages. Um, in the last episode, uh, Pamela, which I know you haven't listened to yet, and that's okay. Uh, I discovered that Malibu makes beer. Oh. They have Malibu flavored beer. But the problem is... You can't get it in the state of Missouri yet. Oh, I was like, is it in this country? Yeah. So it's in the country. Yes, it's in Florida, Michigan, and California, and I forget the other states. Oh, okay. Um, so my friend Chuck said, uh, and I have it recorded, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck said when he goes to Michigan this uh, later this year for around Christmas time, he's going to look and see if he can bring me back a six-pack of the Malibu-flavored beer. That's so, amazing. I Right, like a coconut beer might just be the way I drink beer. Because I don't really like beer. Do you like I beer? I do. Beer? I'm no. the only one in my group okay. that I know of that actually likes beer. So, I I don't... But you're not drinking beer tonight. No. What what Do you have a cocktail, mocktail? What you got going on I tonight? have um, plum wine. It's Ooh. Fuki plum wine. I'm sorry. Now I have to bleep that. What is it again? <laughs> Fuki. Is that, is that literally how yes, it's pronounced? That's right. I'm guessing it's F U dash. Plum wine. And it's my favorite plum wine. And I've never had a plum wine. Oh my God. It's, it's so smooth and sweet. Mm-hmm. It's like tricky. Mm. Like watch me take a sip. Like just watch me. Oh, Okay. No one else can see it. She's drinking, and she just made a mmm face. Oh my god! It's so just is it, it's so a, is it a, it's a is it a red wine or is it a white wine? It's <laughs> it's white. 
It's a white wine. Mm-hmm. I love a good white wine. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to try this the next time we see each other or the next time we talk. Um, yeah. Um, so I just want to. I just want to say that to the to the to the Apple sensors out there that this does not deserve any rating. She said, "Fooky wine. That's it. Fooky. It's fooky plum wine. Fooky. And it's my favorite." I am excited about this. So it's a sweet, smooth wine. It's not a dry No. Wine. It's probably it's supposed to be wine. like as a dessert or something. It is so sweet. It's like drinking the nectar of the gods. It's just wonderful. I read a story recently that I want to say it's Canada. When you go to Taco Bell... They have red wine at Taco Bell and they tell you you can buy the wine at Taco Bell and it pairs with like what wine pairs better with a burrito supreme. And does this wine go good with a, you know, a taco? Uh, so you can get red wine now. I believe it's in Canada at the Taco Bell. They figured out which blend goes best with their products. That's really weird to me. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. Well, I was like, I you might know, be more. Typical. Usually, when you go to Taco Bell, you're yeah. drunk. Now you have the you have the opportunity to do both. I yeah. guess. I don't. People pair wine with the weirdest. They shit. do. I don't understand it. I drink what I what what's tasty, what I like. Yeah, I've never. I don't understand, and I would love to talk to. If I don't have any friends that are professional sommeliers, who tell you like what you know, the goodness about wine. I don't care. I only like sweet, fruity wine. I don't, I've never been a dry wine fan. It it makes me gag. So I am not classy enough for red wine, but I love a good sweet wine. So I'm very excited to try this. This Yeah. Uh, I usually have it like when really we good. have Japanese or um, like when oh, okay. for my birthday, that that's what I was drinking was the plum wine. Did I try? I didn't try no, it. No, you I? were on the opposite Did end of the table. Wine? Yeah. I was, I was. So I was. I was on the corner. I was trying to flirt with the with the oh, waiter. I yeah, remember. he was cute. Yeah, he was cute. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> oh my God, people must think I'm the thirstiest gay ever. I'm like, mm, he was cute. Like, I don't watch TV shows unless there's the hot guy in it. Um, I'm single. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I am having Malibu. I know that's a surprise. Shocker. Um, so I have mentioned several times on the show how John and Pamela, this is the Pamela, surprised me with liquor all the time. Um, I love it, by the way. We have to feed your habit. Um, And I feel like at this point, Malibu owes me money. (laughs) (laughs) It is like every other couple of weeks, I'll randomly get a knock on the door and there'll be more Malibu. I'll see it and I'll like, Um, and John will be like, oh, does Jason have that? And I'm like, he does now. Right. Well, for, so it, uh, I can't handle it. There's so much. I can't even keep it all in the fridge now. And I'm not mad about it. I love it. Um, You all bought me, and I talked about it on the last episode, the Malibu mm-hmm. Black. Good. Oh, honey. It's so mm. good. It's, a, it's strong. <laughs> Papa had to go slower than normal. <laughs> um but it's so good. It's 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 a dark rum. It's not the clear rum like normal Malibu. It's a darker version. Um uh 70 proof and it is it is just 
It was smooth. I made a regular Jason. I put some Diet Coke in and I put some Malibu Black and I was out of limes because I'm lazy and just haven't gone to go get some. So I took uh, a shot of the lime Malibu and threw that in there to give me my lime taste. So listen, I was feeling, yeah, I was feeling real good. I had to be really careful. Um, Tonight, I went back to a basic. I have the mango Malibu with orange mm-hmm. juice um, just to boost my vitamin C levels. I think in my mind, that's what it's doing. The alcohol is probably <laughs> killing those levels, but it doesn't matter. It's so good. Um, so what I'm going to try to get for the next show is I only, I need, there are three other bottles of Malibu I don't have. Now I, I have tried Malibu pineapple. I don't have any yet, but I need to get it. Um, which is great because then you don't have to do anything. Like you maybe throw some soda on it if you wanted to, but no, why would you? You just drink it straight. Maybe with some mm-hmm. orange juice, a uh, little cranberry, mm, a sprig of mint to add a little to it. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I am going to try to get the Malibu Red, which is Malibu with tequila. Right, your face says it all. I'm not, I'm not um, sure. Like, is it is, is it still coconut flavored or is it just rum and tequila? I don't know. I've never had okay, the red because I feel like that's gonna. But mess I do you know up. that tequila. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be a very slow yeah. sip night. That might be the night I interview my friend um, Lisa. Uh, I think that might be then, um, for reasons you'll all be aware of that night. Um, There's a story, but there. uh, yeah. Um, but so I'm either going to try the, the, the red for the next episode, or I'm going to go, well, first of all, if you haven't gone to the Malibu website, if you go to Malibu drinks, Malibu drinks.com, I think is what it is. Um, you can find all the different kinds of liquor that they have. Um, yeah, MalibuDrinks.com. Sorry, I had to double check because I want to make sure that even though they don't sponsor me, that I definitely send business their way. Uh, Pamela, if you weren't aware, you can actually sign up for their email list and be notified of upcoming products and drink suggestions. So, Thanks you know. to you, they've gotten quite a bit of my business. And um, I wasn't sure tonight <laughs> what to have, if I was going to have the wine or if I was going to make a drink because I got um, cream of coconut and blue... Ooh. I don't know how to say the name, the blue liquor. Yes. And I was going to make a, a mixed drink with those two in Malibu. But mm. then I was like, I feel like having Chinese for dinner. So I'll have plum wine. So that's how we got there. <laughs> that's okay. Well, so on the Malibu website, well, first of all, there's two ways to get liquor, by the way. I talked about this a long time ago with Case, that there's the app Drizzly that'll deliver liquor to your home, which is fantastic. Um, and they focus on liquor stores, not big box stores. So that's great. And I love that. Um, but Malibu, if you want to buy their product, you can click on the link that says buy. It'll ask you to to, to put some information in and it'll tell you what store in your area carries that that particular Malibu. Um, so I also may try for, for Halloween, um, because there's quite a few weeks, uh, one of the Malibu splashes. So there's Malibu splash, strawberry, coconut, lime, coconut, passion fruit and coconut and pineapple coconut. And, um, I think I may try a different one of those if I can get them all. 
um, each time. Um, but I've not had the splashes yet. So I think I'm going to try the splashes for Halloween. Mm -hmm. A little trick or treat. Um, you know, just try to keep up the quota of how many times uh, Malibu gets mentioned in the show. People are probably tired of it, but whatever. I love them. Um, they will always have my business. They mean the world to me. Um, <clears throat> they're just fantastic. So anyway, I have a lot of Malibu in the fridge, and it really is thanks to Pamela and John. Because um, you surprised me with my birthday with Malibu, and then random drive-bys of Malibu, and then Beth F. got me Malibu. Um, I... I think I have three bottles of mango and I'm not <laughs> mad about it. Cause that mango Malibu is freaking amazing. Um, it's so good. So good. Uh, we need to stop talking about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is every episode. It goes for like 10 minutes. They get a free commercial. Send, uh, you know what I would love? How cute would it be if Malibu made Christmas ornaments and I could get like a little Malibu Christmas bottle to hang on my tree. Malibu. I'm giving you more you ideas. Are. Seriously, Christmas is coming. Now look, Malibu, you could send me a Halloween trick or treat basket, put a little mm. candy in there. And by candy, I mean Malibu. Little, little airplane shots. I know you make those. Mm. <laughs> We've all had a, a gas station cocktail once in our Speaking life. Speaking of gas stations, that's where your bottle of black came from. <laughs> Have you ever had it? You know what I'm talking about, right? A gas station cocktail? Where you go to the soda fountain, get a 64 ounce soda, and then you go buy two shots and you pour them in the soda. And then, not that I would ever encourage anyone to do that. You drink it when you get home. You pour it in there when you get home. But that's a that's a gas station cocktail. <laughs> I learn something new every day. Every time I listen to your podcast. Well, great. People are going to be like, he's encouraged drinking and driving. I'm not. I'm saying do it when you get home. So, so far we have established you're a very thirsty alcoholic gay. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, what if, what if my potential husband is listening and he's like, oh, this thirsty bitch. I can't. I can't. He's got to go. He has got to go. Um, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Um, <laughs> so moving on, we'll just do an awkward transition right off the I bat. I love awkward. I'm um, awesome awkward. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> um, we met what? Do you, how long ago did we meet? Three or we, four years ago? We met Five years at ago? the gala. Yeah, at our at our our pride organization's gala, not a not gala, because it's gay. So it's a it's gala. gala. Um. Yeah, it's been a few years, and I feel like we clicked very quickly in the five minutes that yep. we met. Like, I instantly loved you and John and Sarah immediately. I was like, these people are taking charge. I have to go be a host and ask people for money. Yeah. So y'all handle everything else. I'm you about to real stressed, and we're like, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have you ever known me not to be real stressed at an event for our organization? No. No. <laughs> I am typically 90% of the time the MC, right? Typically. And it's fine. And I love doing it. But I also am in the back of my mind going, 
I'm also in technically in charge of this event and I have to make sure this is done and I have to make sure this is done and I have to make sure this is done. I don't have to do that as much anymore now because we have this really great team, um, which makes me happy. And I, I think, you know, that's thanks to you and to the other people that are on our team um, who haven't been on the show yet. Sarah's on the team. Jake's on the team. Pam's on the team. There's a difference. There's Pam and then there's yeah. Pamela, right? There's a difference between the two of you. Um, so I've had most of the members of the team on, John has been on the Christmas show, but he's not been on Gabbing with Gason yet. But his episode's coming up in December because he loves Christmas. Yeah, he's a Christmas fanatic. And uh, it would, yeah, I think it makes more sense to have him on then. Um, And Case has been on. So like almost the entire team for our part of our pride organization has been on. Um, But we get along. We do. We've got a great team. We do. We do. But I'm just saying in like general, we're really good friends. And I appreciate that. I invited you on specifically because when I think of Halloween, I definitely think of you because I know that you love Halloween. I do. I love me some. So what? (laughs) Some spooky. What, what attracts you to Halloween? Like why is Halloween so important to you or why do you love it so much? You know, I tried really hard to think of a good reason to think of something like deep and meaningful and like ideological (laughs) about how you get to explore these different personas and you can let the darker side of you out and stuff. And ultimately that's just bullshit. I just love it because it's fun. (laughs) Do you, let me ask this. I'm just going to ask you a ton of questions. All right, here we go. Here's my next one for you. Do you enjoy Halloween more now as an adult or do you think you enjoyed it more as a kid? Oh, definitely now. Um, yeah. Cause when I was a kid, wow. I was very, I was very poor. I was raised, um, mm-hmm. you know, very poor. Like um, the people who were poorer than dirt had more than I had. Um, so oh. <laughs> for a lot of times for Halloween, um, I had to be a hobo. Um, that's a really easy mm. one. Or I was um, yep. for like the first I don't know, from the time I was five to the time I was like 10, I was a princess because every year my mom would spend all our money to get me a pageant dress um, so I could be in the Independence Day pageant in our little small town. So I ended up usually wearing my dress and pretending I was a princess for for Halloween. Um, That's okay. All right. That's that's Yeah. And I was in Girl Scouts and Girl Scouts, like one of my favorite Halloween memories is like, we actually did bobbing for apples and that kind of old fashioned Halloween stuff. And, um, that year I was cookie monster. So I had like, you remember the, the eighties Halloween costumes with the, the, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That little, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Cookie Monster. Yeah, we all were literally walking around wedding, ready to be set on fire because those things were so flammable back then. Yeah. But yes. It was horrible. Yeah. So, but now as an adult, like, um, I can go all out. And I mean, our house, the outside of it looks ridiculous. We actually had a neighbor come up to us last year and say, if you're doing all that, you better have the good stuff. And we did. We handed out full-size <laughs> candy bars and yes. and treat packets yes. for um, the kids yes. that had allergies. And we and our neighborhood is so small that we ended up giving every kid a full-size bar and a treat packet. Ugh. So, and their eyes are you uh... when they saw the whole full candy bar, like we actually had kids hold it and like, are you for real? Are 
is this whole thing mine? Yeah. 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 So, so will you be handing out the full size candy bars this year? I don't know what we're gonna two little two little friends that might come by <laughs> in an Egyptian costume and you know socially distance with a bucket on a stick. We have been, yeah, out. yeah. We're gonna try to make something happen. Like we've thought about like putting doing the the packets like two weeks early and then putting them in quarantine and then kind of just setting them out Mm. so people can come by and pick Mm -hmm. them up. Maybe put like a little bottle of sanitizer Mm -hmm. with them. I don't know. We'll try to do something. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Um, what was your favorite costume you wore as a kid? Um, as a kid. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. I have this story and it's kind of embarrassing. No, it's totally embarrassing. (laughs) Well, great. This is the show for it. (laughs) When I was, I think I was 13, I borrowed my friend's Elvira costume. Yes! (laughs) I had to be split up the side. And I think I wore like tides or fishnets or something. And I had the Elvira costume. And she dressed up too. I don't remember what as. And we went over to the middle school. Because they were, like, the art kids had made, like, a haunted house. And they were doing different things. Um, And it was supposed to be for kind of teenagers. And we get there. And we're the only two in costumes. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. So, it gets better. Um, So, we go through the stuff. And we're kind of embarrassed. So, we go all the way up. It was in their gymnasium. And so, they had the bleachers that pulled out. So, we go all the way up to these... Um, the top of the bleachers and we're sitting there and she's finally, she's like, let's go. And so I'm like, okay. And this costume was too big for me. Right. So it's dragging. And I trip over the bottom of the costume, <sighs> land on my butt oh, no. and go bounce, bounce, bounce all the way down the stairs and knock over the table <sighs> where they're taking like the register, the registering. The oh no. <laughs> knock the whole table over. I don't mean to laugh, but I've literally pictured it in my brain. No, that shit is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. And thus the career of my awkwardness Um, began. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think for me, it was when I I I was He-Man, like with the plastic mask and the plastic pullover death trap. Um, what was your favorite costume as an adult? Um, oh, I've had so many cute costumes. Okay. So this isn't, isn't going to be about me, but I've always wanted to (laughs) make (laughs) costumes. Like that's one of, Mm -hmm. um, I used to love to draw and design clothes when I was little. Um, and I did that for years and years and years. And so I have a niece who has a daughter. So that's my great niece, but I like to call her my grand niece. She's my grand niece. And mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago, I made her a unicorn costume from scratch. And so I made her a little tutu. Mm-hmm. And then I made her a little unicorn, a little horn that had like the gold ribbon around it and flowers and had the, the veil out the back. Aww. So, and then they put her in a onesie and she was just adorable. So, I think as an adult, getting to do things like that, actually getting to be creative 
um, and make costumes because that's just oh Halloween and making costumes and you know letting the creativeness out. That's that's what it's about for me. Aww. I'm sorry, that was way too wholesome well, for this podcast. <laughs> it was, but it's okay. So for me, I didn't make it. I bought it <laughs> because I'm lazy and I hate making costumes. But. Uh, I went on a cruise with like 14 other gay men who I didn't know. It was just a couple of us that knew each other and there was like a package deal. So we all went and the cruise left out and arrived at New Orleans. And so we left and got back Halloween oh. night and we ran to the store and I bought a, like a Roman warrior costume and I had a really long flowing cape and cute little things in my, um, but it had a tunic. And I was like, I have really, at this time, I mean, I still have good legs, but um, I wanted to show off my legs. So I remember cutting the tunic in half and it barely covered things. And I had the best (laughs) night (laughs) as we toured New Orleans in this costume and it was cold and we, I, I, you know, we, we, we went to some adult clubs and you know, I may have gotten tipped at one of them because of my costume. <laughs> so it was great. And I, I liked it. And I am not, I am not ashamed to admit I felt super cute. My friend Johnny at the time went as a football player and he looks like we look so cute. This is well before I gained my COVID-19. I need pounds. pictures of um, this. I don't even know if I have. I I'll see, see if I can find them. Um, there's a story that I'll tell you <laughs> off the air. That happened. Uh, it is not appropriate for this podcast, which is shocking. <laughs> it's just not what I want to tell everyone. Um, but I loved it. I love it. I love. I love that people get to be yeah. free. Like you know, the people you never would expect. Like thinking about how I think you would have been as a kid. I am very surprised you dress like Elvira. That is amazing to me. But Halloween gives us that ability to kind of just not be mm. us. Right? Did you watch Buffy growing up? Actually, no. <laughs> you were so I excited, am excited to because no. you keep ruining what you binge and bestie. It's oh, well, we'll come back to it. Well, I just want to say there's an episode of Buffy in like season two or three. I don't remember. Okay. It's one of the earlier ones where they become their uh-huh. costumes. And, uh, Willow first decides she's going to dress like a hooker and then buys a ghost costume. And so when she becomes the ghost costume, she becomes the ghost <laughs> of a hooker because that's what she died in, basically. And I was like, you know what? That's what Halloween's about, Willow. You go out, you be the best dang Halloween hooker you can be. Good for you. Um, <laughs> all right. Couple okay. more Halloween questions for you. Here we go. You ready? We're going to be rapid fire. Here we go. Rapid fire. Candy corn. Yay or nay? Oh, nay. Mm -mm. (laughs) Nah. Um, Worst treat you could give a kid for Halloween. Those peanut butter things. Yes. That come in the orange and black wrappers. Yeah. Those things are disgusting. (laughs) Oh, they're so horrible. You know what I'd rather get? A penny. I would rather. Yeah. A penny. Give me a penny. An apple, a toothbrush. Man. Anything. Yeah. 
What is with those peanut butter candies? They're disgusting. They're so gross. Why are they still making them? I don't know. Somebody out there is buying Because people buy them because they're like, oh, kids love this. So it's cheap. No. Just, you know what? They're three. They're probably $3.78 a bag. You can give out 378 pennies. <laughs> yes. And kids will be happier. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> um. All right. Ta-da. Okay. Uh, favorite game to play at a Halloween party? Um, wow, this is supposed to be Never Have I Ever, and I don't think I've ever played a game at a Halloween party. Oh, let's go Ouija board. No, no. Okay, Ouija board. Ouija All right, board. Ouija board. Okay. Yeah. Ouija board. Okay. Um, best Halloween treat to give a kid? Oh, man. A full-size candy bar. Any, any yeah. of them. Um... Bobbing for apples, gross or gross? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with gross. I think it's so gross. <laughs> I remember going to a Halloween party as a kid and I dressed up like Dracula and that kid's mom would not let me bob for apples. She was like, oh, she, I remember she was, she was like, honey, there's no way in hell I'm letting you put your makeup face into that mo- <laughs> to bob for an apple. I'm sorry, sweetie, you can't play this game. And I was like... I didn't want to anyway, ma'am. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, favorite scary movie to watch during Halloween? My favorite scary movie is Scream. I love it. Like, I don't think of it so much as a scary Ooh. movie as a funny movie. Like, and it has all these good memories for me because that came out like about the time I was in high school. Um, but now I watch it and it's just like, why was I scared of this? Like and it's clever, mm. and it's yeah. I love Scream Five. I do. And everybody's coming back. Nev and I know David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Man, I watched the first three. I think I have them. And I love the first two. I only watched the third one because <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. It's still not good. <laughs> uh, I mean, Carrie Fisher was in the third one, and she played great. But and I love Parker Posey. And she did an excellent job. I just just did not <laughs> did not like the uh, the killer. Yeah. Uh, you didn't see Scream Four. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. That should tell you how much you enjoyed it. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just hit that good. age that know. I've seen so many movies. I can't remember what bad movies I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they were bad, um, they just scary. Did you ever read scary stories to tell in the dark? Yes. As a kid, I did. Did you like the movie? I have not seen the movie because John won't watch it. And I haven't got to that point yet. Like I, I need okay. a night alone so I can watch a scary movie mm-hmm. when John's not here. Okay. Uh, if we can figure out how to do it, I will watch it with you over the phone. Yeah. Because I don't want to get your hopes up, but I will tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yay. I thought they did an excellent job with that movie. And I supposedly they're going to make a sequel. And I really hope that they do. Um, okay. All right. What is the one Halloween movie or TV special you have to watch every year at Halloween? I have to see Hocus Pocus. Mm, nice. Nice. I have to see Hocus it's Pocus. A, it's a tie between Hocus Pocus and Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Mm. Like it's a, it's a dead tie. I can't. Yeah. The kid in me is like, nope, you're going to watch Charlie Brown. But the adult in me is like, it's Bette Midler singing and I put a spell on you. Yes. What's your choice? Why are we arguing about this? So, oh, what a fun rapid round. I love Who that. knew? 
Thanks. I just thought of it. Um, You're brilliant. <laughs> You're brilliant, baby. I'll have to go back and listen to this show again so I can do rapid round with everybody this month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sweet God. Okay. The other reason I brought you on, well, one, because you're a fan of the show, but two, um, and you're my friend. So then three, you love Halloween. Fourth reason I brought you on the show, I had to go in my head like, well, wait, what? Um, is because we had a talk and you have started to, would dabble be the right word? Dabble or educate? Um, you could say I've started on that path. Started on the path yeah. to learning more about um, something that not a lot of people talk about. And I think that we should, because I have lots of questions and I'm sure as you talk, I'm probably going to ask more, but you are starting down the path of paganism. I am. Meaning you said you call yourself, you're becoming a baby I'm witch. I'm a baby witch. Some people don't like that term, so, but I like it. Yeah. I'm an eclectic okay. witch. Well, okay. So when, when, when most people hear the term paganism, they immediately go to devile worshiping. They're talking about devil worship. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to educate us. <laughs> so what what is what is paganism? I'm very interested in this. Now, I, I don't see myself going down that path, <laughs> but I'm very fascinated to learn about it. So, um, and I can't think of a, and maybe it's an offensive month. I don't know. But October seemed like a good month to talk about it. Well, it's so, when people like to talk about what, it. Yeah, so tell us, what is paganism? What is it? Well, I think paganism encompasses a bunch of different spiritualities. Spiritual, spirit, that that wine kicking in. Uh, yeah, I was getting ready to say, I was like, girl, put that plum down. It's like, I've only got a couple drinks left. Um, See, you got to pace yourself through Gab with Gason. <laughs> spiritualities. Um, okay, so it's a, okay. I wouldn't necessarily say religions. There are some religions where it gets into that one i think religion i think more dogma and things like that um and paganism en encompasses a bunch of different paths um druids and witches and uh wicca but um it's mainly um to me and i'm gonna say to me because i again i'm a baby witch i'm still learning i'm um i've only been doing this for about uh a year now almost a year um mm -hmm. and that it's about being connected more to nature and mm -hmm. um having a spirituality of your own not necessarily um something written and dogmatic um okay so now i have like 38 okay. questions <laughs> Um, I'm kidding. One, what's the difference, or is there a difference between paganism and Wiccan? Right, because mm -hmm. for those that don't understand, Wiccan typically is—I don't—I don't like the term witchcraft because witchcraft has a negative connotation to it. Right, you think of spells and things like that. Wiccan is more nature-related, right? Am I right in that? That Wiccan is more nature kind of. Well, I—I'm uh, not Wiccan. But Wiccan does have mm -hmm. sort of a uh, their own um, code, I guess you would say. And it's more mm -hmm. like um, do no harm, do what you will. So 
Um, and they mm. celebrate the Sabbaths. I think that's where we get a lot mm. of that from, from the, um, the will of the year. Um, and um, I, I do practice uh, witchcraft um, when you think of spells okay. and things like that. Um, I'm not to that so far. You... Okay. I'm really interested in that. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's, before we get mm-hmm. to that, because you said paganism is more spirituality within oneself or of that's oneself, what I feel versus dogma, which would be things like believing in God or following Christianity or Judaism or any of those. Um, I would say, I hope that's not offensive, but the term mainstream religions. Mm-hmm. Um, so within paganism, because there is a group that there, there are devil worship Satanists, I think is the right, is the term I want to use, right? Satanists? Yeah, there's a, um, yeah. Okay. But are, don't they fall under the paganism tree or umbrella, if you will? Do they, do they fall under that group or do you consider that to be like a, a, a set all its own. I don't know. I haven't really, I'm still in the part where I'm reading and researching and I haven't seen much mm-hmm. about um, the, um, oh, what's it called? The Temple of Satan. Um, mm-hmm. That group mentioned in my, okay. in my research. But if you actually do read about them, because I am part of a couple um, witchy groups, they, they do have mm-hmm. a really bad connotation to it um when people think of that but um uh it's more like they're very humanistic the satanic temple is what i'm Mm. thinking of um Mm -hmm. and they're very humanistic in in their um philosophy um practices and beliefs yes it's more about um to promote social justice uh the separation of church and state um and you know egalitarianism so um yeah i can't speak much to that because i don't know much about it and i Mm -hmm. don't want to feel um be ignorant to their beliefs but yeah i think that's what a lot of people especially here in the bible belt think of when they think that that's Mm -hmm. all bad and you can be a witch and be jewish or be christian i know a lot of um witches in our group that still practice like they're catholic and they're a witch or you know um that's yeah because um like that's so interesting. Yeah. That seems like to me that would be such an inner, like an inner battle of. So, like, I was raised Catholic. I grew up Catholic, and I left the Catholic Church pretty much as soon as I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, I realized real quick when I hit puberty that me and the Catholic Church probably weren't going to see eye to eye and some things. But I. I, I could see that as such a struggle because as a Catholic, like you put nobody before God, there's no false idols, no false prophets. Mm-hmm. And depending on the level of Christianity or what type of Christianity that you may follow, whether you're Baptist or Southern Baptist or, you know, some, some groups that follow Christianity don't even allow their kids to read like Harry Potter right. and things like that. So 
to hear that someone still sees themselves as a Christian and as a practicing witch, I think is just fascinating. And um, I would love to interview that person for an episode of Gavin with Gason. Um, <laughs> just saying, if they would be interested. Yeah, I would love to, to hear more about that. But, and you can go out and, um, like, I just started a podcast for baby witches. Um, well, I didn't did. start it. I started listening. <laughs> Oh, I was like, we haven't talked no. about it. No, what? no. And so oh. I'm hoping that, you know, we get more into wanna... that and I learn more about that. And I've seen like some discussion what? on some boards and it's really interesting. But the way I think of witchcraft is because you think of spells and magic and, you know, demon right. worship and, and that sort of stuff. But it's mm-hmm. not. Um, and the, the, on this podcast, one of the girls um, was raised Catholic, very, um, very, um, religious and spiritual um and involved in the church through their teens and um into their college years and it's kind of like a gateway drug because you have those rituals that you have in catholicism and it kind of goes into the same thing that in um wicca um you have your rituals and stuff and in um you know, witchcraft, you have your rituals and stuff that basically you're following like the will of the year. And maybe you pray to um, certain deities, whatever your deities are, um, that you choose Mm, and you align yourself with whatever they did, but they're more like archetypes. So you'll have the archetype of right now we're going into um, the next, um, we just had Maven, which was the fall equinox. And in that we have the, um, the the mythology of um, Persephone and she's taken um, by Hades into hell um, for six months. And um, her mother um, is distraught over this. So she doesn't let anything live. So that's why we have fall and winter where everything Um, dies and then um, as Persephone gets to come back in the spring then we see stuff comes back to um, from the underworld then we see everything start to grow again Um, so it's Mm -hmm. kind of you you have the the different sorts of uh, archetypes that you can um, align yourself with and um, be grateful or acknowledge that part of life, of nature. Um, And that's just one example. So let me ask this then. And I can only speak to Catholicism and some aspects of Christianity. You know, we say that, you know, there's God and you pray to God. And in some religions, you pray to Jesus and Christian and Catholic Catholicism, you pray to Mary is, I don't, I don't, I think that I have the wrong term written down. I wrote down Mm -hmm. idolatry. Is there, you're talking about Persephone and, and all of that, right? So if, are there specific deities that you do I don't want to use the word worship because it takes me back to like, like Greek mm-hmm. mythology and things like that. But they worship. Are there? Do, so would you say that 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 in some cases people worship then Persephone? Yeah. Um, and they pray to ask for 
And how, how does that well, work? Well, it's just kind of like they did the same thing where you pray to God um, for an answer to your prayer. So you pick someone that, um, a deity that you relate to or you feel closely aligned with or that meets the the archetype of whatever season and you pray to them for whatever... Um, boons that they have, like their wisdom, um, or their strength or their ability, you know, to, to go through this sort of sleep and reawakening. Um, and saying all this also, I must acknowledge that I am what, um, I consider an atheopagan which means I'm a supernatural free godless. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Atheopagan. So I like Atheopagan, which is sort of like, okay. um, I don't believe in gods or goddesses. I don't have that in my practice. Um, if I was going to say I believe in anything, I would say I believe in like Gaia or Mother Nature. Okay. Um, something Mother like Nature. that. But mm -hmm. I still take like the traditions and the observations and do meditations and other um, meaningful practices from different pagan beliefs. So, um, to all those Wiccan and witches out there practicing um, and praying to deities, I'm sorry, you need to talk to, uh, you need to come on the Gation show and, and talk. Yeah. I'm so fascinating <laughs> to me. I love learning people's beliefs. I think it's fascinating. So you said that you practice witchcraft is but as we know, like throughout the dawn of time, witchcraft has been given a negative connotation, mostly by the church. Mm -hmm. We know we know who did it. Um, even though paganism has been around, I think, yes. longer than um, Christianity, Catholicism, all those together. Um, what does what does that entail from your aspect as a what, what did you call yourself? An atheopagan. An atheo. An atheo <laughs> pagan. How, what is, what is, what is rich? If you could, yeah. let's say, let's do it this way. Let's say that you, mm -hmm. uh, you've met my mom once or twice. Um, if you had to sit down and explain to my mom in uh, 10 words or less, what witchcraft is mm -hmm. for you, how would I you I would that? say that I celebrate nature and in my practice I try to um, put out good um, intentions, prayers, wishes, spells, magic. Although it's just a prayer. It's just a prayer with whatever paraphernalia you want. Candle. Um, the Catholic Church uses candles. Um, or mm -hmm. incense. The Catholic Church uses incense. And I try to, I, I put my wish, my will out into the world. And I hope that I receive something good back in return. 
Interesting. So what made you decide at this point in your life that you wanted to look into paganism? Like, was there something that stood out to you? Was it something you listened to or read or someone you know that was just like, hey, this is what I do? Like, what sparked that? I've always been interested. Like, I dabbled a little bit um, in high school. um, And I never really went anywhere because to me, it was what everyone thinks of it. It's spells and it's spooky and it's attention getting and it's devil worship and stuff like that. So it wasn't until I was older and I could make those connections about how um, it's not different. Um, it's just we use different terms for the same thing um, and see um, how much that Christianity took from paganism and tried to make it their own. Um, like you get Yule, um, which is Christmas. And then we mm-hmm. have Astara, which is Easter. Yep. Um, and how much that they took and just mm, reading different okay. things and learning about how the world has come to the point that it has. And then really wanting to be, um, to believe in something beyond myself, but not liking how, hurtful and hateful that religions can be. Um, And I haven't experienced that with uh, witchcraft, with paganism. Like everyone that I've met or interacted with have been just the most loving, wonderful, supportive group of people. Um, And they really don't have to be. Um, And open-minded and accepting of different lifestyles and accepting of different people and letting people be who they are without having to feel like they have to condemn them for something. I can't stand that. I grew up very religious. Um, I have spoken in tongues, um, which is a very scary experience. Um, yep. Never so, did <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm from Pentecostal, the, and I like to say the pew-jumping kind, not the skirt-wearing kind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's a difference. So, I, yep. to me, it's just, it's yep. being, like, wanting to be part of something beyond me, and wanting to put good out into the world, and wanting my friends and family, and everyone, just everyone, really, to get good back into their lives. Even the people that I hate, um, that I really wish would just fall off a cliff, like, um, a certain Cheeto we all know. Um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) figured out who it was real quick. Um, I think that's really beautiful. I, I, I encourage everyone just in general to go out and find yourself. Right. And, um, you know, you know, Jake, and we love Jake yes, we uncontrollably, um, unconditionally. Jake decided to go back to the Catholic religion. And I think that's wonderful. And I totally support him in that. And I know he was really worried telling me and other people in our community. Um, I know other people are worried to talk about their beliefs. I'm never afraid. I don't follow any specific religious code. I don't. Um, I have my mm-hmm. own relationship with God. That's how I am because I truly believe that you have the relationship with who you decide to have that relationship with. I don't need to go to a church 
and be around others who are the like beliefs of me to feel like my beliefs are okay. I'm strong enough as a person, much like you, to say, this is how I believe. And, and you can feel free to disagree with it. And I, you know, I might disagree with yours, but we can have a conversation and, and move past it. And I know uh, with one of my past relationships, that was a big issue with us. Like he always wanted to go to church. I did not. I would be like, just go. It's okay. Like I would go every now and then because it's kind of cool to see, to me, the ritual behind things. Like I love, I, I will say this, Catholics put on an amazing Christmas Eve mass. It's beautiful. It's elegant. Um, even in the even in the poorest of churches, they do a beautiful job. Um so I enjoy that kind of thing, but like we definitely disagreed on how we needed to um, feel with our beliefs. Like he needed a sense of community. Mm -hmm. I needed just me. And um, so I, I'm always about like, whatever you believe, you believe like I, I don't get to choose my sexuality. So therefore I don't get to tell you that you should, you know, choose a different religion. Like, I'm not going to tell you that what you believe is wrong, but I am going to ask a lot of questions because I'm naturally curious. Like, I feel like this podcast could be about 10 hours long. I legitly have so many questions, but I also know that you're still just starting out. So we're going to revisit okay. this um, next year. We're going to do this next year in October. I would we're love to bring you back on in October again. And I, and I would love to see like where you're, mm -hmm. I'm going to use the term spiritual journey where your spiritual journey has gone in this past year, because I just, I think it's fascinating when I get to hear someone else's religious beliefs. Um, and anytime, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we believe the same thing or not. Like, I just love it. Like why somebody would believe that gay people are going <laughs> to hell. Great. I want to talk about that. Explain to me why, where at me, where does it say it? What, why do you believe that way? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I am, I'm absolutely a hundred percent just, just so interested in this. Um, you said that you have some, like, not necessarily support groups, but groups of, uh, that you found online yeah. that can help you as a baby witch. Um, how, for people who may be mm -hmm. wanting to understand more about paganism, what could they search for? I don't necessarily want to give a group name out because yeah. you never know. Somebody could be like, you're going to hell. Um, but what, what terms could they search for to find support like that? Okay. Well, funny, funny story. I was trying to tell, um, I was getting ready for this podcast and I couldn't remember the term atheopagan. I couldn't remember it. So I was trying to search for, um, um, that term on Google using, um, various words and it came up as godless heathen. And I just <laughs> found that absolutely hilarious that I could be considered a godless heathen because that's what you think of when you think of godless heathen is you you think of all the uh, the people you know good little Christians are afraid of and want to mm -hmm. uh, undermine and get rid of. But honestly, if you search for um, baby witch or how to get started in witchcraft or paganism, you'll get lots of good resources. And um, one of the things that I read that said what you should do at the beginning of your path is you should question. You should read and research and question so you can find out what you believe and um, what your path is. And so what I've been doing, what I started out doing is I um, 
there's Llewellyn Sabbath Essentials, and it's basically a book on each um, Sabbath, and there's eight during the year. Um, there's your uh, lesser Sabbaths and your greater Sabbaths. Not that one is better than the other. That's just what they're called. Um, so um, as the Sabbath approaches, I've been reading a book about it. So okay. just to help me get familiar with it. And it goes into. Give that title out again. What was that book um, again? It's Llewellyn's Sabbath Essentials. And there's okay. one for each of the eight um, Sabbaths. Okay. So there's one for Yule, um, one for Amalek, uh, one for Ostara, one for Beltane, one for Midsummer, one for Luna, Lunasaw, um, one for Mabin, and one for Samhain, um, which looks like Samhain. And, I was going to say, is that is that what we're entering into now? Is, is yes. Samhain? Samhain is Halloween, basically. Okay. Um, and if you watch Ghostbusters as a kid, um, you remember Sam Hain. And yep. um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, for those that don't know, could you, do, not that I'm saying you're an expert, can you talk a little bit about Sam Hain and the, or Samhain process? Like why, what is it exactly? Because movies and let's be honest, movies, TVs and books, TV shows and books don't always do the research necessary. They just take something because it sounds scary, honestly, to a Christian and <laughs> use that as a, I'm just, I'm not, I'm serious. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. They, they use it in a way to terrify instead of explain. And mm -hmm. I think they do that to vilify it so that as a Christian, you can go, no, 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 that's bad. That's you're hanging out with uncle Beelzebub. Yeah. Um, Samhain is um, considered uh, Witch's New Year, um, mm -hmm. and it happens on October 31st, or um, usually the holidays are kind of celebrated in a, um, a three-night sort of thing. So you have the night before, and then the night of, and then the, the day after. So All Saints mm -hmm. Day being the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the main theme, um, or All Souls Day the next day. Um, is to bring honor to the dead and to think about death and not in a sad way, but in a, a way of celebration, like, um, like on my altar, like I plan to put a picture of my grandmother because so much of me came from my grandma. Um, oh, okay. And so to celebrate her and all that she's given me and all that I'm grateful for that I've inherited from her and my ancestors. Um, so mm. that's, a, that's what Sawan means to me right now. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I feel like I should host uh, a separate podcast of just like a, a dais of paganists <laughs> where each person goes around and talks a little bit about their belief system. I didn't realize this is my own ignorance. I didn't realize there were different I hate the word types, but different subsets. That's a good word, I guess. Subsets of paganism. Because when you hear paganism, again, my mind, as I was taught, naturally goes to Satanist, you know, demon worship, that kind of thing. It doesn't, it wasn't until probably about seven or eight years ago when I met my friend Randy and she told me she was Wiccan. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> until my mind started to open a little bit more. Mm -hmm to this because I, I was definitely close-minded. I would be like, you mean you worship Satan, right? Like, okay, that's what it is. But learning more about paganistic beliefs and, um, and 
processes. So yeah, I totally want you to come back next year in October for part two and tell us a little bit more about your journey. I just think it's fascinating. Again, I want people to believe what you believe. And um, I would never tell someone don't believe that. I would just, I haven't got a question because I have a thirst for knowledge, uh, which is why I bring my friends on. If you notice, we always talk about something and I feel like I learned something out of every podcast. And if I don't, then I got to go back and be like, let's do that again. Because I didn't learn anything. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm hopefully next year will be better and I'll be much more educated. Um, I feel a little ignorant and there, uh, there's lots out there to study and explore and understand. And, um, you know, this is something that isn't just a a trend or pattern. It's something that I hope to Mm -hmm. spend the rest of my life understanding and trying to become closer to nature and find my spirituality. Sure. I, and I love that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's what, whatever you believe, I think that's the mission there, right? Is to understand better who you are and how to better express that through your, your religious studies or your just studies, I guess. Um, I don't know. There was another word I was going to use and it. My mind literally just shut down and was like, nah, you good. Um, fascinating i'm seriously i mean we've been going for over an hour so we you know i could talk about this for hours um i have so many questions but i also recognize and appreciate the fact that you're honest to say look i'm not an expert this is just my journey but that's what i think is so interesting mm-hmm. is starting with somebody who's going through a journey and then eventually getting more information from them uh throughout the journey just to see like wh- where where's your what your where your mind is right now mm-hmm. Versus, you know, how far you've gone and wherever that takes you. I mean, because it could take you in a whole different direction. You haven't gotten there yet, right? Right. This this, this journey that you're going to take. It's the same thing when Jake did his journey through Catholicism. It takes a while to get to the next step as you learn and as you go. Or as our journeys as people, when we try to figure out exactly where, where do our faith, our beliefs lie, you know? Um Gosh, this is fascinating. Real quick, you mentioned that there was a podcast that you were listening to, mm-hmm. even though I thought you said you'd started one. Um, <laughs> yep. What? And you said it was good for like baby witches. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's two. It's called Baby Witch Podcast, and it's basically two friends who um, are still considers them themselves baby witches, even though they've been doing this for a while, and it's just them talking about their journey and what they're discovering and it it's it makes me feel comfortable because they don't have it all figured out yet and i certainly am nowhere close to having anything figured out yet so um yeah the baby witch podcast and they mention other podcasts um too that i just haven't gotten to yet um because i greedably greedably what it was that last drink of wine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why we get people on here so they get liquor yeah greedily um, um we realize that it it helps everyone <laughs> um talk um that's okay i wrote it down because i'm actually gonna check it out because i just i think it's fascinating cool. i don't necessarily say i'm converting to paganism by any means but i have a thirst for knowledge and you know, I want to understand belief systems and, and I think it would be fascinating. So very cool. Thanks for honestly being honest and coming on and talk about it. I know that you and I have talked about it for a little bit and you were like, well, I don't really know a lot yet. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, yeah, but it's still, you know, something that I don't know, which is like, I'm like bouncing. I'm really giddy right now because I'm like, oh God, I just want to know more. <laughs> um, I was serious. When I said I had 38 questions, I had to stop myself because my brain was, I couldn't, keep, I was starting to write them down and my brain and my hand could not keep up. <laughs> and I was like, focus on what she's saying. You got to calm it down. Go back to what she's saying because you're missing things. So, um, so good. Well, listen, we are going to awkwardly go transition over to what you've been binging bestie because you mentioned podcasts. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to tell you one of my things I've binged first and then I'll come to you and you'll tell me one of yours and then I'll tell you my second one. And then you tell me okay. the other one. I, we all know that I love podcasts. I think they are a fantastic for uh, form of infotainment. Um or just entertainment. There's so many great podcasts out there. Um, I, I, it's like streaming services now. There's so many that I don't think you could ever listen to this to, to every single one in your lifetime, because new ones pop up all the time. And 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 there are so many podcasts that inspired me to do my podcasts as well. And I, I love to give shout outs to other podcasts too. I have no problem doing that. Um, there's one that I mentioned in with Kristen on the show a couple weeks ago, that was, yo, is this, yo, is this oh, racist? Yeah. And Kristen and I were talking about how really difficult it is sometimes as a white person to get through that because you, there's some heavy topics and there's some things on there that I never really thought about. And I was like, you know, and I said, Oh, it's just so hard. And I got to take a break. And Kristen's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's white privilege. You blah, blah, blah. And, and I really thought about that for a while. And I was like, you know what? She's right. It is a heavy topic and I need to, listen more and take my thoughts out of it and just truly listen. So I have to say that I have caught up now. I think I'm one episode behind on yo is this racist and I've learned so much stuff from it. So I highly recommend it. Um, It's funny. There's some funny stuff in there too, but you do, you know, they both, there's two hosts and they both come on and say, listen, we're not here to educate. We're just here to discuss. And what they do is they have a voicemail set up and people call in and leave a story or a question. And then they talk about it. And there are some times where I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Is that racist? And I would listen to them and they would, you know, they would discuss maybe I don't necessarily, I mean, I could see how it might be here, but probably not here. And it's a really fascinating podcast. So I just want to recommend, yo, is this racist? And then the second one with more of a Halloween tinge is I have been binging like crazy this podcast since, I don't know, like last month. Um, And it's called, it's got the best name ever, Ghost Stories, the podcast. (laughs) Um, It's just so simple. Um, I believe it's from a uh, um, a person in uh, the United Kingdom, but I, I think uh, I'm not really 100% sure. But each episode is very rarely longer than 15 minutes. It's a very short story that the ghost that the, the ghost the host reads <laughs> or his um, his wife reads, and uh, at the end he always says the same thing do you think that was a real story or do you think it was a work of fiction? And then he leaves it there. He leaves it up for you to determine in your mind, was that a true story? Did that really happen? Or was it a work of fiction? And then later on in a couple seasons, he comes back and answers some of the questions and I've been right most of the time. Um, I love a quick podcast. I mean, I love mine. Ours, mine lasts for hours and you know, but check out ghost stories, the podcast. There's a ton of episodes 
each one has, and, and you can, I love starting a podcast at the beginning because you watch the host grow. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you start with my podcast at the beginning, it was rough. It was bad. I go back and I'm like, oh, I don't want to tell people to listen to that episode. But I think as a listener, would you agree that the podcast has yes. It's gotten better. I think I've gotten more comfortable being an interviewer of my friends and telling stories and talking. But so anyway, I would suggest if you need a good ghost story, you know, for any time in the year, not just Halloween, but any time during the year, check out Ghost Stories, the podcast. So that's what I've been binging. Uh, what's something you've been binging? Um, <laughs> well, you know, I listen to your podcast and I cross stitch. Um, so when you're when I catch up on your podcast, this is what I've been cross stitching, by the way. I'm almost Ooh, there. And then the little to... sides will have like little ghosts and spiders and stuff. And then the little boxes will have like a scary Halloween thing. And is it an advent it, calendar? There's one square for each day in Halloween. So they'll release a new pattern every day. Oh, that's and then cute. so you cross stitch the pattern, they release the day. And then at the end of the That's yeah. amazing. What is this on a website? Yeah. Um oh yeah, I should totally like plug that. Totally yeah. plug it. That is so cute. Um, it that is, it is from, uh, let me go to my crafty email here. Um, it is from Alyssa with Stitch Anonymy. Stitch Anonymy? Stitch and Stitch, like economy, but Anonymous? Stitch anatomy oh snitch okay snitch anatomy okay so yeah and if you sign up for um their email list you get this um it's this free pattern that um they release for the it's supposed to i think somebody said today like it was supposed to look kind of like a tombstone and then they'll release a Mm -hmm. pattern every day of october that you stitch along and like there's a website uh facebook group for it and everybody posts their different patterns and the the changes they make and it's just cool to see how everyone's creative but um that's really yeah so i've been doing that and listening to books um, when I don't have a podcast mm-hmm. to listen to. So I just finished um, The Wise Man's Fear. I'm going to get that wrong because I always want to call it The Wise Men, What Wise Men Fear. But it's The Wise Man's Fear. Mm. Um, it's the second in the book to The Name of the Wind um, by Rufus. Um, and I can't remember his last name right now. Um and that's a really awesome book. It's like high fantasy. And um, the reader, the, whoever narrates it, just does an awesome job. Um, so uh, Patrick Rothfuss, that's his name, Patrick Rothfuss. Um, okay. Excellent book. Um, totally recommend it, especially if you like fantasy and you like big books like I do. Like I need a book to be 800 pages to be considered a book. Um, otherwise it's just a light read. Mm. So. Good God. Yeah. My favorite books are like a thousand pages. Um, and then I just started, now this one's really Halloweeny. So this one would be great. I just started the last book in Libba's Libba Bray's diviner series, and it's called the King of Crows and it's set in the 1920s. 
And um, Ooh. and what's really freaky about it is it's set in the 1920s, but a lot of the things the characters are going through are things that we're experiencing today, like xenophobia and racism and homophobia. Ooh. And things like that. But it's about this group of diviners, which are kind of like X-Men. They're like, each person has like a special power. Like one of the main characters, she can touch an object and read it. So she can tell everything about that object and the person that's come in contact with it. And then another person can heal people and another person can see the future. And then a couple of characters can dream walk. Um, But anyway, um, through this sort of um, um, Howard Hughes type character, is that the right Right, right term. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. They have released the, um, this ghost type entity, this very powerful person um, that is trying to take over this world and he's raising the dead to help him do it. And so there's all these ghosts. So, yeah. So they have to come together and try to figure out how to do this. And then it's all set back against the backdrop of the roaring twenties. So it's just amazing. And Libba Bray is just the best writer. Like she's amazing. So yeah. Oh, and January Lavoie, if you listen to it, she's the narrator and she kills it. Like you. Yeah. All right. You're so much better. Yeah. My, I'm just lame binging. Um, the other thing that I've started binging is, uh, much like Christmas, I own a ton of Halloween-themed movies or scary movies, if you will. Uh, I counted before the podcast. I have 41. Um, wow. <laughs> and so I start now, and I watch one to two a day until Halloween. So I get through every scary movie that I own. And so um, and it's kind of fun because each year I may say, you know what? This Hitchcock movie, just because it's Hitchcock doesn't mean it falls into Halloween this year. I don't feel it this year. Like Psycho will always be in the show. You know, some that will always be in that list. But maybe Vertigo won't. Right? Because, you know, it's different. It doesn't have to do with like a supernatural element. The Birds? Absolutely. Lifeboat? Probably not. Um, I'm also a huge Hitchcock fan. Um. Yeah, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. Um, But yeah, so I started binging those. And um, it's weird because like I have like some staples that I'm always like, oh, don't watch it early. You want to watch it closer to Halloween. Or I have others that I'm like, you should watch this one earlier Mm -hmm. because it. um, And and I don't want to go into all of them right now because um, later on this month, our friend Duffy will be on. And um, oh, also my friend Bree will be on too. And Duffy and Bree and I will be talking about horror movies in general just for Halloween. So I don't want to give away too many titles, but I will tell you all, um, sometimes the best horror movie is the one that doesn't answer questions until the very end. Or like you would say, oh, that movie's in a foreign language. I don't want to watch it. Um, I will tell you one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my life. And it is, it is a treat to watch because it scares me still. And I've seen it probably 15 times is the orphanage. And it is a Spanish movie. Uh, you can watch the subtitles and it, the acting in it is so 
good. It doesn't matter if I watch it with subtitles or not. I would still understand slightly what's going on because the acting is so good. Um, have you ever seen The Orphanage? No. I'll have to let you borrow it. It's so good. Um, it's a. I don't get to watch a lot of scary uh, movies. We, we can be scary movie buds. I'm totally down. Okay. Um, it is about a woman who goes back and buys an old orphanage that she grew up in. Um, and she wants to open it, uh, she says, for very special children. So it is a home that's going to specialize in um, children who have high medical issues, uh, who may be mm -hmm. on different spectrums. But And on the day it's going to open, her little son... Um, they get into a fight and he doesn't understand like, why does she got to spend her time with all these kids? And, uh, he ends up getting mad at her and storms off and then she can't find him. And the whole movie is trying to figure out where he is, but she keeps seeing him or his spirit and she doesn't understand what's happening. And it's a very good psychological terror movie. And um, there's there's quite a few twists thrown in that just kind of make you go, wait, what? What is going on? So I highly, I mean, I could go into more detail, but I don't do any spoilers on this episode. So um, anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've started binging that and um, I will be working on those all month long. Uh, another one that will always be sweet, just so near and dear to my heart. And I don't know why, because it's not good. It is not a good movie, but my God. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis in the original Prom Night is one of my absolute favorite movies. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, when I do find Mr. Right and we get married, we will learn the dance that she dances at prom in all its 70s glory. It's so wonderful. I will send you a clip on, uh, on the Facebooks. I'll send it to you. Of the dance that I want to nice. learn. And I think you're going to be like... This explains so much about who you are. I, uh, this is a big running joke between John and me about why I'm so, um, me, mm -hmm. um, is that I accidentally watched like prom night four. Oh. He always calls it prom night four. I don't know which one it is when I was like six or seven and, um, it didn't scare me. I was just like, that's interesting like i just didn't like i was more curious than afraid do you remember what it was about yeah but i don't know if i can say it on your podcast um this this guy is in a computer lab and this girl kind of comes on to him was it and this is the part i've seen and she takes his member oh. and sticks it into an outlet was it hello mary was it hello mary lou prom night too I have no idea. I, like I just remember like, that. I was like, like six. I shouldn't have been watching no. it. Oh, God. So I'm like, was it Hello, Mary Lou? I had no parental supervision. Yeah, I want to know. Um, just because I'm interested. Um, okay, well, we'll just move past that. Um, yeah, there's been a bunch of them in that movie. But the first one is better. The first one actually has Leslie Nielsen in it, but he's not funny. Oh. He plays a very serious high oh. school principal. He actually plays Jamie Lee Curtis's dad in the movie. Um. And we're going to have to do some like scary movie buddy. Yeah, stuff. totally down. Totally yeah. down. We'll figure out a way. Yeah. We're just going to have to have a night a week where yeah. we. Oh my God. Yes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about during our binge in segment before we wrap things up? We're getting close to the end of the show. No, I don't. 
I don't really have anything that I've been binging other than that. Like John and I always pick a show to watch mm-hmm. um, while we eat dinner. Um, that's so American. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we were watching the like we were alternating between the Golden Girls and Taxi, but then um, we got Disney Plus, <gasps> so we've been watching Rebels. Oh, nice. So, okay. Do you know what yeah. I've been putting so on? I've been really to help me sleep at night. I usually listen mm-hmm. to Christmas music to sleep at night, but I thought I'd give it a break. I've been falling asleep. I turn the phone over. I put it on my phone, turn it over so I don't see the light, and listen to Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Chip and Dale are my absolute I, favorite. Disney I know, players. I know. That's why I had to tell a story. But um, uh, yeah, we are we are almost out of time, which is kind of crazy. We've been going for a little over an hour and a half now. So are you still nervous? No, I'm not nervous at all. I know I said some stupid stuff, but that's okay. No, there wasn't anything. <laughs> I'm gonna freaking blame it on the wine. Blame it on the wine, please. Blame it on what blame it on COVID. Um well it's we like is always fun. We we like to end every show on an upbeat note, no matter what, even though we try to keep all of our shows fun and light. Um, and telling us about some unexpected joy. So I wanted to know, Pamela, what was something that brought you some unexpected joy recently? Well, um, in case you don't know, I'm married to John, yes. who is pretty much the perfect person. You, I could um, not pick a perfect couple. You two are hashtag goals. Oh, thank you. He's practically perfect in every way. <laughs> um, he is. He's he, he's just disgusting as a human being. Um, how wonderful he is. And so, because of COVID, I'm I'm high risk, yes. so I don't get to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually ran to the ATM with him last night so I could get out of the house, and that's the most I've been out of the house in two weeks. I know. To run to the ATM, yeah. and so anyway, anytime he goes to the store, he goes to the store and gets stuff. He always brings me back a piece of fall. Or Aww, a piece of Halloween or something because I love it so much. Like a new piece of and, decoration or something. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, he brought me this little pumpkin. <laughs> oh, so anybody that can't see, which is all of you, it's a <laughs> pumpkin with a changing color light inside of it. It's about hand, but the hand size of a hand. That's super yeah. cute. Where did he get it? I kind of yeah, but this week, where did he get look it? What he brought me. Did- it's a mask. It's a <gasps> Halloween mask. Shut and up. It's orange and it's got kitties and spiders and bats on it. And it's just so cute. Where did he get that? That's so cute. I don't, I think he probably got it at Deerberg's or something, honestly. Oh my gosh. Again, ask him where he got that and the little pumpkin you were just holding. I would okay. like to know. Just send me a text because yeah. I, I love the Halloween mask. Uh, it's a Halloween COVID mask. It's not like a Halloween, like, I'm going out dressed oh, up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a COVID mask. It's a COVID sorry, mask. Sorry, that sorry. is so cute, though. What a cute little Isn't pattern. Isn't that so cute? I squeed. Oh, I was oh, so happy. That is so cute. There's little spiders and cats and bats. And then today he ran out to get me some floss because I'm going to do the fire. There's a candelabra in the thing. And so I want to do the fire in a variegated thing so it looks like it's on fire. So it goes from orange to red. The The thread oh, okay. does. And then he saw this floss all on his own. And I don't know if you can see it because it's not, but it's sparkly and it's gray. And he's like, I saw this and it's kind of weird, like curly. Uh And he's like, I saw this and I thought it would look good for your spider webs on your thing. That's cute. Yeah. What a good guy. 
He's a good I guy. know. Isn't it sickening? It is. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so for my joy is gonna sound kind of silly on a on a Halloween episode, but I got unexpected joy because Walmart has started to put out their Christmas decorations. <laughs> And I am like a kid in a candy store. I will walk up and down. Even the aisles that only have like one thing in them right now because they're still starting to stock. I will still take like five minutes per aisle. and just. I took pictures because I'm like, oh, I got to buy this. And I'm like, you live in a tiny apartment. And I keep trying to like, I have to buy all these giant inflatables or these things that go like people put them in their yards. Like you're so big. It's like, it's not going to fit in your apartment. But they're. I don't, they're killing it already. There's so many cute little things. And I just, there's just something magical you- about seeing Christmas decorations out. It is like, honestly, I don't care how early it is. It makes me happy. It that's gives me so I much feel- joy. Yeah. That's how I feel when Halloween decorations come out, start coming out in like August. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I understand. I don't want to take your joy from you, but it's only it's- September. I know. But here's, here's <laughs> how I believe. Don't take away somebody's joy if it's not hurting you, right? right? Like if they're happy about Christmas songs in, you know, March, let them be happy. I watch Christmas movies year round, except for uh, January and February, because I give myself a break. And uh, halfway through October, I stop because then it really hits ramp it up to Halloween. But otherwise, I that I watch at least one or two Christmas movies a month, and it's okay because that's honestly what life is about. You, life should be lived with joy, not sadness and despair. Like you know, life is meant to be joyful. So, yeah, I oh understand. We we listen to Christmas music some nights when we cook because that's, that's how, how John be. is. That's how it should yeah. be. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I'm glad that I told you I didn't give you an option. Normally I say, do you want to come back? And you, I said, you're coming back next October. (laughs) You don't get a choice. So thank you so much. And then all I want to say to everybody else is, um, thank you all for listening. We have reached, uh, well over 700 listens to the show. And that's a big deal. That's fantastic. This is episode 18. It's amazing. The number keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. Um, so we appreciate that. And, you know, we have a lot of really cool episodes planned for October. Next episode will be uh, Pamela and I's friend and Sarah's husband, Chris. And um, we share a common interest in an 80s property that that I'll give you a clue. Here's the clue. You ready? Who are you going to call? That's the clue. So we're going to talk about that and what that meant to us and kind of really get into some of that fun stuff there. So that'll be our next Halloween episode. And then um, we're still collecting your short stories of your experiences with the paranormal. So we're going to do a paranormal clip show later on closer to Halloween. And you can actually do one of two things. Uh, Actually, one of three things. Let me correct myself right away. Three things. You can, if you'd rather me read your story on air, I will. You can just send us an email to gabbingwithgason at gmail.com. Or if your story is less than 60 seconds, you can go and leave us a voicemail. And that's at anchor.fm slash gabbingwithgason. Or 
if you'd like, you can set up time with me and I will bring you on and we will do a very quick, you tell me your story and I'll put it into the clip show. So um, there's, there's a couple different options, but we're still looking for those. We'll be looking for them for another couple of weeks. And um, I'm real excited about that because I've already heard some things and it makes me excited. So uh, we really want those, um, those little, those little stories and things. So if you want to stay up to date on the show, like Pamela does, uh, what we really need you to do is follow us and subscribe. And all you have to do is whatever podcast app you're listening to, click subscribe. And when you do, you'll be notified first that the show is up. Um, typically, the show gets posted late into the evening. And um, I always can tell my subs, the people who subscribe, because um, before... <laughs> Before I even truly wake up in the morning, I'll roll over and check my phone a couple of times to go back to sleep. I already see like after I've posted an episode the night before that two or three people have already jumped on and listened to it already. So we love our subscribers. So make sure you subscribe. And in case you're wondering, this is your first time listening and you're like, well, I don't know where I should go. Maybe you're listening through Facebook right now. There are several podcasting apps out there or sites that you can go to and subscribe on. So, of course, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, Apple Podcasts, Outcast, Owltail, and uh, recently found us on Podcast Attic. Not Attic is in a room that I would go to to store things, but as in addiction. So Podcast Attic. And the, as soon as you subscribe, you're going to be notified of all the new episodes of Gabbing with Gason. And then also, don't forget, if you are a fan of Christmas like myself, uh, I do a monthly Christmas podcast that comes out on the 24th of each month. And that is called Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. And uh, that is a little bit different format than this one, for sure. Uh, but it is a lot more fun. Um, because it's all Christmas related. So you have your choice, listen to one or the other, or I don't know, listen to both because you might enjoy them. Uh, especially those that you're like, I only like Christmas once or twice a year, you know, like in the Christmas months. Great. We only do like 12 episodes a year. So you can binge them all in the same month. It's like your own little 12 days of Christmas. Uh, but it is a separate podcast, meaning you have to separately subscribe so you can get notified. If you would like to be on this podcast and I don't know you yet personally, you can. You can actually be on the show as a nexty, bestie, guesty co-host. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kristen. So if you're interested in doing that, just shoot me an email, y'all. Just say, uh, hey, I want to be on your show. And I'll ask you a couple questions so I get some ideas of what to talk about. And I'll bring you on. I would love to interview a rando. Um, who knows? what we would talk about. Maybe you, I, I don't even know. I have legitly no idea. Uh, anyway, thank you all so, so much for listening. If you are interested in sponsoring the show, you're more than welcome to. Uh, remember, we are the home of the 99 cent podcast uh, because that is all the value for your money I can give you um, until I start a Patreon, maybe. So um, you can, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash Gavin with Gason and click on subscribe or sponsor and um, it'll walk you through the steps if you want to do that. But please only give us 99 cents. I'm serious. If somebody gives me more than that, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. It's just too much pressure. I, I can't handle the pressure as it is anyway to do this podcast. So, um, but I want to wrap things up again saying, Pamela, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. You're fantastic. And I love you. Thank you. I love and... You. 
<laughs> Thank you. I cut you off as you were saying I love you, but I still heard it. So it counts. Um, I just want to say again, thank you everyone for supporting the show and listening and sharing it with your friends and um, random people and to the people listening in other countries and other states. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you're finding it interesting. Please send us your feedback. Uh, even if it's negative, it's fine. It's always a chance to grow. So please remember this one thing. Keep sharing your joy because it's how we get through all of life's up and downs. And uh, we'll see you next week on another spooky edition of Gabbing with Gayson. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. All right. I am out. We will see you all next time. Bye. Pamela, you can say bye now, too. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the show. Remember, there is still time for you to submit your experiences with the paranormal. We'll be accepting your stories until Tuesday, October 27th. You can email your story to gabbingwithgason at gmail.com for me to read it on the show. Or, if you'd like, you can record your story. Please email me and we'll set up a time. As the great Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, would say, until next week, Gabbers, pleasant screams. Pleasant screams.